Are you ready for common sense retirement planning advice? Tired of the noise coming out of mainstream financial media that doesn't always have your best interest at heart? Looking for someone who will answer the tough questions that applies to your money? Well, welcome to the Plan to Retire podcast. This is Jeff Bowers with the Plan to Retire podcast, and welcome to 2021. This is the first podcast for the year 2021. Hope you had a wonderful holiday season. We took a little bit of break on some podcasts, some time off to rejuvenate ourselves and get some content together for you. And today we're going to hit a topic I think that you're going to find very interesting. We're going to dig a little deep into the changes coming up for 2021 on Social Security and share a little commentary from the field about what we see in the financial planning area. So sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy some educational content about Social Security. But before we get started, just want to remind you that the Plan to Retire podcast is just that. It's a podcast. There is no planner or advisor-client relationship that's being formed just because you happen to listen to my podcast. We're not soliciting you for any particular service or any particular product. And any investments that are mentioned during this are simply being used for illustrative purposes and are not a recommendation for you to go out and buy or sell any of those securities. So... If you have any more questions on that, our ADV and our disclosures are on our website at plantoretire.com. That's plan and the number two, retire.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the home page and you will see any of the applicable disclosures for you to read. Now we made the lawyers happy. Let's get talking a little bit about Social Security. You know, interesting enough, Social Security represents about 50% of retirees' income for about 50% of the population. So needless to say, the Social Security program is vitally important to many Americans. And what's interesting is for 2021, Social Security's estimated it's going to pay out $950 billion in benefits. That's $950 billion, just shy of a trillion dollars for benefits this year. And the program is expected to deplete it's 2.9 trillion reserve fund by 2035. What that means is that, yep, the reserve fund that Social Security has is going to run out of money by the year 2035. But not to despair, if no action is taken, that means that only 79% of the benefits payable at that time will be payable. So it's not like the uh, spigot will be completely cut off. And I think we all know, honestly, that No seating politician is going to let Social Security cut people's benefits checks 21% and only send them 79%. So we don't know what reform will look like, when it will happen. I think it was noteworthy in the last presidential election. You probably heard very little about it. Seems like no one still wants to address the elephant in the room. But at some point, they're going to have to. And when that happens, we'll talk more in depth about it. We're not going to get into a lot of conjecture and a lot of predictions I read articles all the time about, gee, you know, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. You know, we deal with fact-based decisions here at Plan to Retire, and this podcast is no different. We're not going to get caught up in the hype of the media, what may or may not happen. Let's talk about what will happen, when it happens, and we'll certainly go into that in more in depth. But at this time, Social Security is projected to only pay 79% of its benefit by the year 2035. And when reform comes which I think I'm pretty certain it will come. We'll talk about that in greater detail. Now, for 2021, if you're on Social Security, you're going to get a 
a little bit of a cost of living adjustment, you're going to get 1.3%. And for the average American, that works out to about a whopping 20 bucks. So your average person on Social Security is going to equate out about an extra $240 a year. Now, what's interesting is from the last Social Security reform in 1986, the full retirement age was structured to raise from 65 to 67. And this year, for you to be your full retirement age for Social Security, and remember, full retirement age is the age with which you can collect 100% of your promised benefit. It is also your full retirement age, the age with which you can earn unlimited amounts of income if you're still employed. And we're going to go into that in a little bit more detail. So for 2021, if you are 66 years and 10 months old, 2021, you will have reached your full retirement age. Next year, it will be 67. But if you're 66 and 10 months and older, and you have not claimed Social Security, you will have reached your full retirement age in 2021. Now, what's interesting is, remember, you can claim Social Security as early as 62 or as late as age 70. And I am continually astounded and almost at times just taken aback with the lack of facts-based decisions that people make with regards to this. If you take Social Security at 62, you're going to earn 29% less than if you waited till your full retirement age in benefit check. So you're going to receive almost 30%. You're going to receive 29% less in Social Security by taking at age 62. Now, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. I hear it all the time. But Jeff, here's the reason. I want to take it now because, you know, I'm not going to live that long to wait and to get a payback. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. If you're single, that's probably not a bad analysis for you to think. If you're single, you're right. Your payback is based solely on your life expectancy. But if you're married, what you're missing is your ability to defer your benefit may ultimately increase the benefit that your spouse will be receiving. Because if you pass and your benefit is higher than your spouse's benefit for Social Security, their benefit steps up to what your benefit is upon your passing. So it's like you continue to live throughout your spouse's life expectancy. So it's not just your life expectancy. It's your joint life expectancy. So someone will say, I want to take it at 62 because, gee, I did the analysis and I'm not going to live 14 more years. Well, if you're married... And your spouse, like many times, is two, three, maybe greater number of years younger than you. They may live well beyond that 14-year break-even period. So you want to keep that in mind. Now, what's interesting about this is people, it's estimated, lose about $3.4 trillion in potential income across the swath of America. $3.4 trillion is lost because people claiming too early. The average person, by claiming at 62, suffers a $95,000 income loss over their retirement years. So that's like throwing 94, 95 grand out the window. Only 4% of older Americans claim at the age that would maximize their wealth, which is at age 70. So only 4% of the people wait till age 70. 70% of people are claiming Social Security before 64. 
Now think about that. That means they're taking a permanent penalty. Thank you. I say you're a patriot because you are helping the Social Security Trust Fund. But make no mistake about it. You're not helping yourself. You've just taken a big hit. And the trust fund is going to benefit because you were, took it too early. Another reason I come in here when people do this. You can probably tell by the inflection of my voice. This is a little bit of a soapbox item for me. I hear all the time, well, my neighbor said you should take it because he took it. Well, okay, just because your neighbor made a mistake, is that going to make you feel better by jumping into the same uh, decision-making process that your neighbor did, which was probably a very short and not very in-depth decision process? Have you seek guidance from a financial planner, from your accountant, from someone competent that understands how this is going to work for your personal situation? Probably not. Here's the other thing I often find. People have linked the decision with what age to take Social Security purely based on that's the age that they can retire. So in other words, they want to stop retiring. They've got to stop retiring. They can't take this job anymore. I mean, physically, mentally, they just can't do it. So the only way it can be done is by turning on Social Security in their mind. My answer to that would be, have you done the analysis? Are you sure you don't have income alternative somewhere else? In the meantime, you're going to take a huge 29% lifetime penalty on your Social Security check. So food for thought on that. Last reason I hear people say to me all the time why they think they should take it at 62 is I figure, Jeff, I'm going to take it at 62 because when they fix it, when they, they being the politicians, of course, when they do fix it, I figure if I'm getting the benefit, they can't take it away from me. Well, <laughs> after I chuckle a little bit and I look at them completely straight face, I said, do you really think that government cannot give you a benefit and then turn around and change the rules of the game on that benefit later on? Do you really think that somehow when reform comes, which is going to come in the next couple of years, they're going to exclude everyone who's taking Social Security? It's only going to impact the people who haven't taken it yet. I think you forget the fact that there's 90 million millennials. That's a big voting block. Those 90 million people are not going to say, hey, I have no problem waiting until age 70. But you know what? You're going to have to do something about these people who are already on Social Security. Maybe you're going to have to adjust the cost of living increase. Or maybe you're going to have to adjust the bend in the benefit determination tables. Reality is, you're right. That 90 million is going to have a pretty big say in what this reform looks like. So don't think just because you're getting your benefit that somehow you're a protected, excluded block. There's actually case law. goes all the way back to the 1960s. Yes, they can change the benefit if they want to. Now, enough about that. Hopefully you pounded that in your head that, look, 62, bad. The longer you wait, the better off. And remember one of the things I say all the time, and I say this to clients, do not take Social Security until you need it. And that need is determined individually in your household through a proper retirement planning analysis, not just winging it. Okay. Now, let's say you do decide to take it at 62. For 2021, there's this thing called the earnings limit. This earnings limit applies every year because if you've taken Social Security before your full retirement age, and we now know the full retirement age is 66 years and 10 months, if 2021, you can only earn $18,960. If 
for every $2 you earn over $18,960 in 2021, you're going to lose $1 in Social Security benefit. It's called the earnings limit. So by you taking Social Security before your full retirement age, you're subject to this earnings limit. So in this case, for that four years and 10 months, you're subject to earning $18,960. Here's the other thing that's interesting about this. I had a client get caught in this trap a few years ago. Something which I was not aware of, but we're all aware of it now, is it's not an annual earnings limit. It's actually a monthly. And, you know, you read very little on the Social Security Administration website where they break this down. But guess what? It's not $18,960 because here's the reality. You might start receiving Social Security in September. And they're, you're going to say to yourself, oh, I'm fine. I'm not going to earn $18,960 in the last four months of the year. Oh, but guess what? It's actually a monthly earnings limit. It's $1,580. So in that case, in the month of September, let's say you earn $1,600. You just lost $10 off your Social Security the next year. Let's say every month, you October, November, December, you continue to earn more than $1,580. For every $2 over, you're going to lose a dollar in Social Security benefits in 2022 because that's how they do it. They don't come to you and say, hey, pay your money back. You were over their earnings limit. They just cut off your future benefits until you've paid it all back. So keep that in mind. It is a monthly amount. Now, there is a little bit of forgiveness in the year that you're turning your full retirement age. So if you are one of those folks who are turning full retirement age in 2021, and again, that is 66 years and 10 months old, you actually have a hybrid earnings limit. You can earn this year $50,520. But again, it's not an annual earnings limit. It's a monthly, and that monthly is $4,210. So if this is the year 2021 where you're turning your full retirement age, you can't earn unlimited income. You can earn a monthly limit of $4,210. And again, every $2 over that reduces your benefit by a dollar. Now, here's the wacky thing. You wait until your full retirement age. Guess what? This earnings limit doesn't apply. You can go earn a million dollars after your full retirement age and collect 100% of your promised Social Security benefit. I know, seems like an obvious area for reform, (laughs) but we'll let the politicians deal with that one. But after your full retirement age, you can earn unlimited amounts of income. The reason that was done, is done back in the Clinton administration and passed with Congress, was businesses were having a very difficult time hiring qualified help, and it was forcing people to retire because of people hitting this earnings limit. So what happened is once you hit your full retirement age, you can continue to work, and that $18,960 limit, or your hybrid of 50520 doesn't apply. You can earn as much as you want. So, interesting stuff. Just find that uh, pretty amazing that, you know, many people still, only 6.5% of people would build more wealth by taking it at 62. Literally, studies say only 6.5% of people doesn't make sense to do it. So, are you part of that 6.5%? You better make sure you've done some analysis that you are. Are you part of the 70% that's better off waiting? So either way.
Now, the maximum Social Security benefit for 2021 is actually increasing. So if you've been a wage earner where you've earned the maximum level that's subject to the OASDI, the Social Security Tax Wage Base, if you have earned that your entire career, your benefit you would have received in 2021 is $3,148. So average benefit in Social Security is around 1523 but if you've earned a maximum earnings in your lifetime, you'd actually get $3,148 in lifetime benefits. Now, that OASDI wage base or your Social Security wage base is the amount that you continue, you can earn up to this amount and you're going to continue to pay your Social Security taxes. For 2021, that is $142,000. $800. So once you've earned $142,800 for 2021, you no longer have to pay Social Security tax. Now, the reason you don't have to pay Social Security tax is the way the benefit is structured. You're no longer able to increase your benefit. So I know it sounds crazy, but government still has this belief that they can't tax you if they know you're not going to receive an additional benefit. Huh. We'll see how long that lasts. But Social Security wage base is $142,800. So there you go. First podcast of the year. We're taking a little bit of dive into Social Security about some of the changes coming up. Keep that earnings limit in mind. If you have additional questions that you'd like to email me, email podcast at plantoretire.com. That's podcast at plan and the number two, retire.com. Always looking for new content. One thing, just put in a cheap commercial here for you. A lot of questions I've had from clients and friends and family. What should I do with the election? Now the election's over. What should I do with my investments? We did a deep dive in this in November with Dr. Apollo Lopescu from Dimensional Fund Advisors. Wonderful perspective Apollo gave us. Highly encourage you to look at our last podcast and listen to that. I think that's going to answer all those questions you have relating to your investments and relating to elections. So with that, I'm going to sign off here. And again, if you have any more content and ideas for Plan to Retire podcasts in the future, feel free to shoot them to me. In the meantime, you have a wonderful, and I hope you and your family stay healthy in 2021. And everyone has everything that the expectations that they can look for in 2021. And remember, if you're failing to plan, that means someone else is doing the planning for you. Thank you for tuning into the Plan to Retire podcast. Head on over to plantoretire.com. That's the number two. So plan the number two, retire.com. To learn more, schedule a no obligation introductory phone call or to subscribe to this free podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. We'll see you next time on the Plan to Retire podcast.